Hello, this is Zach Cherian. Thank you so much for joining us for our podcast today. We are really excited to bring you this teaching. Please open your heart, and if you can, your Bibles, and receive this word from the Lord, recorded live at Brazen Grace Fellowship. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. I want to welcome those of you watching us all around the world in America and the nations on Periscope and all our friends on podcast. Thank you so much for being a part of our service at Brazen Grace. Before we even start this teaching, I want you all to put your right hand over your head and say, stinking thinking. thinking. You've got to go. I receive the word of God. I receive revelation. Everything that I have believed, that I have held on to, that is not from the word of God, I let go right now. And I receive the truth Because the truth sets me free. In Jesus' name. Amen. As I go further and further, you'll understand exactly why I prayed that a little longer than usual today. I'm going to teach about this concept called heaven and earth. And if you came here trying to hear what heaven is all about and all that, I'm not really going to do that. Maybe another teaching. But I want to explain a few things about heaven and earth that we have misunderstood for generations in this world. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 declares this, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Let's read that again together. Ready? Read. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. I want to set this as the foundation of where I'm going to take this because I want us to understand we have always believed that heaven is where God stays. Heaven is God's home and earth is our home and we've always imagined that heaven is this thing that, you know, it's where God lives. Here's the problem. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning, whenever that beginning was, whenever that starting was, in the beginning, I'm believing that's the beginning of time. Whenever that beginning was, that is when both heaven and earth were made. We were told that heaven's kind of already always existed and heaven's always been there because that's been where God always stayed. Here's something I want to explain to you. God don't need a place to stay. I don't think there is a heaven big enough to fit him. (laughs) Have you ever wondered that? If God was looking for a place to stay, heaven just wouldn't be enough for him. God made heaven and earth together. Meaning there was something about heaven and earth that God meant for it to coexist. These were two dimensions that were meant to exist at the same time. I want to give some disclaimers right at the beginning. I do believe heaven is a place. Because sometime in the middle of my teaching you'll wonder, does pastor believe there's a heaven? Yes, I do. There is a heaven. There is a hell. That'll make some of you happy. There is a heaven. Or maybe some of you are not very happy. I don't know. (laughs) But it's there. (laughs) Right? But here's the funny thing. We were told that we don't belong on this earth and heaven is where we belong. And so after we give up this nasty, bad world, we're going to go up to our home in heaven. There's only one problem. When you go to the book of Genesis, you found out that heaven was not even made for man. I mean, if you want to... Get a little bit more nitpicky. The Lord says in Psalms 115, I believe, the heavens are mine, declared the Lord, but the earth I gave to the sons of men. So we have, because of a creeped in theology called Gnosticism, we have come to hate planet earth. So everything that's matter is bad. Everything that is spirit is good. 
And so we hate the world, we hate the system, we hate the planet, and, and, and we, 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 we've, we've come to believe that this is a bad place and heaven is where we're all gonna go, so let's just leave this place. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna renew, do some renew your mind teachings. Is that okay, church? I really want you to study this from the scriptures today. I really want to get into the word of God. I'm going to dig a little deep and, and teach a little bit. Is that all right? I believe in a place called heaven. I believe in a place called hell. I'm not talking about hell today. I believe in a place called earth. Heaven is a place and Bible, uh, heaven is a place. And the Bible goes into great detail to describe heaven to us. So it's not like it's just this, you know, dimension that we know. It's a place. The Bible tells us very clearly that it's a place. And I believe in it. And, and if, if you've watched all the new movies coming out from the Christians, there's a lot of heaven movies coming out. Amen? And that's a good thing because I do think that the body of Christ needs to think about heaven. We need to think more about heaven and think more about what happens over there. Jesus in the Lord's Prayer in Matthew chapter 6 verse 10 taught us what his will was. Thy kingdom come, Matthew 6 verse 10, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we understand that whatever in heaven is actually the will of God manifest. It's not like God is in heaven. God is apart from both these heaven and earth, but yet heaven is a place where the will of God is fully enforced and established. And so Jesus said, pray this prayer that the will of God will be done on earth just like it is already done in heaven. Are you with me today? See, if we don't renew our mind, we will still live in this nasty, bad planet Earth until one day God comes and destroys everything and, and throws everything away and then we will all go be in heaven forever. Do you know there is nowhere in the Bible that is taught? Did you know that? Here's the funny thing. Heaven became a stop after the fall. So when we die, God sent us to heaven, those that are saved. We go to heaven because that's the stop place we stop. Here's the problem. You know what happens after we all go to heaven? We come right back down to rule and reign on the earth. That's in your Bible. Heaven and earth have always been meant to coexist together. I believe there would be no need for heaven if there wasn't an earth. There would be no need. There's no purpose for a heaven without an earth. God wasn't looking to have people in a place. God can have his throne anywhere. Hallelujah. It wasn't like God needed a location. But heaven was given to us as an example on the earth to follow. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So there's something in heaven that we need to look at that we have to learn from so we can manifest it on the earth. That's why it's very hard to believe in an angry, mad God. Because there is no angry, mad God in heaven. There's a good God in heaven. Yes. It's very hard for me to believe that God makes people sick. Why? Because there is no sick people in heaven. Yes. There is no broke people in heaven. It's very hard for me to accept this bipolar, maniacal God that a lot of people believe. Yes. It's very hard for me to believe in an elective, selective God. I don't believe in that stuff. Yes. How? On earth as it is in heaven. In fact, in Matthew chapter 24, verse 35, people say, well, Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word remains forever. The point there was, he was trying to show that if there is a passing, heaven and earth can pass away. It all goes together. Jesus was trying to make a point that my word, who is the word of God? 
Jesus. He was saying that the word of God is greater than even heaven and earth because they are both created things. The word of God, Jesus, is the Alpha and the Omega. He is before heaven. He will always be after. He is bigger than that. So there's something you need to understand. When it says shall pass away, Jesus wasn't saying it will. In fact, I looked it up in the Hebrew. The word shall isn't there. It's talking about even if heaven and earth pass away, my word remains forever. Trying to exalt the position of God's word higher than even created earth and heaven. That doesn't mean heaven and earth are going to pass away. In fact, Santosh, can you put up Ephesians chapter 3 verse 21 in the King James Version? I know you've read this and maybe you haven't. In the blessing, Paul writes it this way, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Other translations do not want to translate it, so they changed it. Throughout the ages, they said. There's another place, I think in Isaiah chapter 45, where it says the same thing about Israel. It says, world without end. It's this weird concept that kind of creeped in because of how hopeless we have become on the earth that we wanted the earth to end so we can have a fresh start. But there is no greater level of ignorance than that. Because Jesus did everything on the cross to restore back what we lost through the garden, in the garden through Adam. Jesus died to restore back everything that we lost in the garden. Now the responsibility is ours. Could it be? Could it be that we don't want to manifest his kingdom and so therefore we just end up in an escapist theology waiting for everything to just end so we don't have to do anything. Let's just sit in a corner and sing Maranatha, come and rescue us from this nasty bad world. There's only one problem. Ephesians chapter 1 says he is returning for a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. So here's the problem. He is going to come back only for a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. The responsibility is when are we the church going to realize that we are the glorious church without spot or wrinkle. And until we come to that realization, he is not coming back. Oh boy, nobody wants to hear that. Because we always thought it's going to all go crazy and everything's going to go wrong because God is sovereign. The sovereignty of God is not his excuse to be bad. (laughs) Romans chapter 5 verse 17 tells us, those of us that have received the gift of righteousness and the abundance of grace will rule in the afterlife. Hmm? Will reign when church? In this life. It's easy to kind of look for the raining to come in the future, isn't it? Because life's so terrible right now. Let's just, let's just put all our hopes and all our future into the future. So you know what that does? It takes away all responsibility from me from manifesting what Jesus paid for me to be. For me to manifest healing because Jesus paid for it. For me to manifest righteousness because Jesus paid for it. For me to manifest the curse over the earth being broken because Jesus even paid for that. Heaven is a place just as real as earth. Heaven and earth were created to coexist. I want, to understand, I want you to understand something about how beautiful God created man. When God created man, we see a picture of heaven and earth coming together. In Genesis chapter 2 verse 7, turn with me quickly there. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. I know I have taught on this already in this church, so I don't have to convince you that man was made from dirt. It was not made from dirt. 
for there to be dirt, there implies that something there was dirty. <laughs> We're talking about the Garden of Eden here, folks. God had just made it and he said, it is good. God made man from the good that he had just created. God did not make man from the dirt and the poop of the ground, for we had just pooped. No, you're not. Psalms chapter 8 says, you are crowned with glory and honor. Think about that. When God made Adam, Psalms chapter 8, it says you have crowned him with glory and honor and you have given him dominion over everything you have made. You have put all things under his feet. I heard somebody say this last week and it just blew my brains. He says, God gave man dominion over the earth as of man created it. And yet man didn't. It's easy for us to come to an escapist mindset and just think of this bad world. I'm just so busy playing my world and making my own dumb decisions in my life. I don't have time to wait to manifest the sons of God stuff. I, that's just too deep for me. I just want to be happy with me, get married, have babies and, you know, die and go to heaven. That's good. But there's a purpose and a destiny that each of you were created with. There's a calling that is greater than you. Have you ever heard people say, God don't give you more than you can handle? That's the biggest load of bunk. If it was something you could handle, then you wouldn't need God. God will give you a lot more than you can handle, so you'll actually depend on Him. Back and preach, Pastor Zach. Thank you very much. God don't give you more than you can handle. Who told you that? God will give you more than you can handle. So you don't depend on power. You don't depend on might. But you will actually depend on the spirit of the Lord. If it was about you, you don't need grace, do you? Grace only came because you failed. It is the unmerited favor of God. Say, thank God for grace. But there's something about the message of grace that we are missing out. That we have made all about forgiveness of sin. And not about reigning in life. We have missed out on the reigning in life part because we're so focused on getting our sins forgiven. My God, if I could just convince you that you don't have to be sin conscious anymore, sin would have no dominion over you. Did you know that? Well, preacher, if you say that, they're just going to go crazy sinning. No. No. You're just giving people a license to sin. You know why people sin? Because they like to. I know that's deep theology for some of you. People sin because they like to. The message of righteousness does not give people a license to sin. The message of righteousness tells someone that they are already forgiven of sin. And therefore sin consciousness dies in them. And the breeding ground for sin is taken out. And now only righteousness grows in them. As long as you are still stuck in sin consciousness. You will never bear fruits of righteousness. Even though the potential of all of heaven is within you. You are still trying to get your sin out of the way. He has put away we're not preaching this message because people can go crazy we are preaching this message so they can finally give up that junk of trying to get over sin and manifest their sonship <laughs> God is so busy trying to make you into a son you're still stuck in sin can we just go past that as a church <sighs> we see man was made from the ground and so God takes man from the earth. There's something I want you to understand. Man, when God made man from the earth, you notice death was never a part of the plan yet. 
So just because he was made from the ground doesn't mean he was made to die. Think about that. <laughs> Death didn't come until sin came in. And still man was made from the ground. So just because it came from the ground doesn't mean it has to go back from earth to dust and ashes to ashes. No. Think about the original man. Adam, made from the ground. Lived for like 900 something years, man. He would have lived on forever. Jesus. In the form and likeness of man. This is something you all need to understand. If Jesus did not give himself up, he would have never died. It wasn't the whipping. It wasn't the nails. It wasn't because he ran out of blood. It was none of that stuff. He said, Father, into thy hands, I commit my spirit. Now that's the way to go, baby. He'd have lived forever. Are you learning something today? Are you with me today? This is a little too, too crazy. It's really important that we understand this church because you have to renew your mind about where you are and where God has placed you. And you have to understand that everything you need to manifest your sonship is already taken care of. All you have to do is receive it. So then God makes man from the ground, from the earth, and people imply that because he was made from the ground, he will go back to the ground. We never see that in the garden. It was only after death came in that he had to die. That's when, after sin came in, death came in. God makes man from the dust of the ground. And then secondly, verse 7, God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living being. You see how heaven and earth come together there. Man made from the ground and God breathes heaven to him. God breathes the breath of life, the glory of God. The atmosphere of heaven is the glory. And you see earth and heaven come together in man. Man, Adam walking on the earth was a picture of heaven on earth. Jesus, the second Adam, walking on the earth, was a picture of heaven on earth. Ooh. See, we think we have to go to heaven to manifest it. No, I'm here to convince you that you can, in this life, right here, manifest heaven on earth. You can, in this life, right here, Jesus came to show us that we can manifest heaven on earth. That the new creation, the new creation, anybody been born again in this house? Anybody giving their life to Jesus Christ? Then you are a new creation. The new creation is created when God breathes into mortal man. Heaven and earth coming together. God never wanted it to be separate. They were made at the same time to coexist. We were made of both heaven and earth. So we can't separate the two and look at this as bad and that as good. That excuse is over already. Heaven is not now just a place over there as a new covenant believer. Jesus speaking to the Pharisees in Luke chapter 17, they said, Lord, where is the kingdom? He said, Lord, they will never say anymore that the kingdom is here or the kingdom is there. He said, the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is within you. Do you ever walk around with the awareness that all of heaven is now on the inside of me? When we were kids, we would sing this Bob Fitz, Graham Kendrick song. Oh, heaven is in my heart. Remember that song? Yeah. We used to sing about heaven being in our heart and we still didn't get it. Not only is there a place you can go to if you die and thank God there's a place we can go to. 
But God took all of heaven and placed it on the inside of you right now. Church, do you see that? This is really important that we understand that God did not leave us down here as orphans. Jesus, when he looked at the disciples, says, I got to go. But I'm not going to leave you empty. I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to put everything that is in heaven on the inside of you. Beloved, what makes heaven heaven is not the streets of gold. What makes heaven heaven is not the pearly gates. What makes heaven heaven is the presence of Jesus. This is really important that you understand that you can experience heaven on earth. When they went around healing the sick, raising the dead, Jesus said, proclaim for the kingdom of God is here. Whenever you manifest what's up there down here, you spread the glory. Beloved, I don't care what your eschatology looks like. I'll tell you what mine looks like. The Bible says in the book of Habakkuk, for the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Can you imagine that with me in the theater of your mind for a minute? What it looks like when the earth is filled with glory. Is that what your televangelist is telling you about what's going to happen before Jesus comes? Or is it doom and gloom and hell and all kinds of crazy stuff breaking out? My Bible tells me that creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Creation isn't waiting for the return of the son. Creation is waiting for the sons of God to manifest. And then the sons of God will say, come Lord Jesus, take up your throne. If you would like to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can repeat this simple prayer with me right now, wherever you are. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you as I am and receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for dying for me. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus is my Lord. I am yours forever In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today for this teaching. We would love to hear from you. You can write us at ZCIM PO Box 592675, San Antonio, Texas 78259. For more information on ZCIM, please visit us at zcim.org or on Facebook and Twitter at ZCIM Official. God bless you.